Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. episode is airing on Tuesday, December 15th, 2020. Hello everyone, this is Shannon and I am here once again with an author interview, but no new releases. I am not anticipating uh, a new release episode until right around the 29th of December. There's not a whole lot coming out either this week or next, but there are some great books being released on the 29th, so look for more new book information then. Until then, I have some author interviews for you. Today's is with urban fantasy author Anya Stasi, and she and I chat about her latest novel, which is called The Kingmaker's Daughter. This is a phenomenal interview if you're interested in urban fantasy, paranormal romance, Greek mythology, um, indie publishing, anything like that. So definitely stay tuned if you are interested in hearing her talk about her fantastic book. Before we dive into the interview, though, I have the usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. All right, and now here is my interview with Anya Stasi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Book Bistro podcast. This is Shannon, and today I am joined by author Anya Stasi, whose latest novel, Kingmaker's Daughter, is set to be released on December 3rd. So, Anya, thank you so much for chatting with me this afternoon. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. I am doing well on this kind of cold December afternoon. I'm wondering if we can start out by having you give listeners a little bit of an introduction to Kingmaker's Daughter. All right. Uh, so Kingmaker's Daughter is the first book in the planned trilogy. It's an urban fantasy, which means there are fantasy elements set in the uh, modern world in today's day. And it's, it is intertwined with Greek mythology. So there are Greek gods and symbolism uh, from Greek mythology that I brought into the book. And is there anything that you would like listeners to know kind of about the plot before they dive in? Sure. So the plot... Uh, it starts off uh, in New York City, and the main character is the is a girl. Her name is Aurora. She thinks she's an ordinary girl, but as the plot develops, she finds out that there is more to her 
kind of DNA uh, that she was aware of. And she goes on a quest, of course, of saving the world and meanwhile discovering her true identity. That is amazing. So I was really, really excited when I saw that this was the first of a planned trilogy, because one of the things that I love most about urban fantasy is the ability to watch characters develop over a series of books rather than just a standalone. So I'm super excited to see what else you have planned for these characters. Yeah. So can we talk a little bit about what sort of prompted you to write a book like this? Like why Greek mythology? Um, Why gods and goddesses? So I always loved Greek mythology. I was just thinking back and um, about my favorite childhood story. And it was uh, a myth. It was a, a fairy tale for kids. But it was a myth about Percy and Med- and Medusa, and ah, that yes. was yeah. And it was my favorite favorite story. My parents were so tired of reading it to me over and over again. <laughs> they they just had to record uh, themselves reading, so I just could listen because they couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> so, so it's really the love from the childhood. And then as I got older, uh, I started reading more more adult versions um, of Greek myths. And I was just really fascinated by, um, by the storylines, by the gods, by all the symbolism and what it meant. And just knowing that these stories were so ancient. Yes. I think one of my very favorite things about mythology in general is kind of the way that we can apply it even to current situations. So as you say, the stories are really ancient, but if you look at them and sort of think about how they work kind of in our day-to-day lives, we can see like little bits of ancient spiritualities that kind of flow through those stories and work with us today. I absolutely agree. Yes. So when you sat down to write this, did you have a clear idea of where your story was going or did the characters kind of develop on their own as you went along and surprise you with a few things? So the way I write my books, I'm a panster. I never write out uh a complete plan for any of my books, but I kind of have a general idea in my head what I want to say and at least the main characters and what they're going to do and what will be the end of the story. So with this book, um, I knew the elements, the Greek mythology. And as I was writing, I kept on bringing more of the Greek gods um, as characters into the book. And all the symbolism, uh, like uh, uh, the symbolism of the Greek key symbol. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was a lot of learning along the way as well. Um, And just bring all that information into the book. So to keep it interesting for the reader. 
So let's talk about your research because, you know, there's like so many different ways of researching and some of them I imagine can be kind of dry and academic while others can feel sort of fresh and fun and really like a giant learning experience that you then get to sort of encapsulate in your writing. So what is research like for you? I think I lost you. No, I'm here. Can you still hear me? Because I heard you a second ago. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I don't know why, but I got disconnected. Oh, well, that's not nice. Did you hear my last question? Uh, I, I heard part of it that uh, you were starting to ask about the research and how it can be dry and academic, and that's when it cut off. Ah, okay. So then I um, basically my question was that there are so many different ways of researching, and some of that can be very dry, and some of it can feel fresh and fun. So I'm just wondering what research is like for you and if it's something that you enjoy. I do enjoy the research part. Uh, a lot of my books um, include things from my own life. And in this book, there were some uh, destinations uh, like Vienna and New York City and Greece. Uh, so New York City and Vienna were a little bit easy. So I didn't have to do a lot of research there because I lived in New York City and uh, my husband and I would travel to Vienna and we did a lot of touristy things. So I had to do a little bit of research, but nothing major. I've never been to Greece, but it was still fun to research it because it's one of the dream destinations for me. So there were a lot of uh, imagery, imagery that I had to pull up on Google and just researching the places and Google Maps that, that were helpful just to visualize um, certain uh you know, places in Greece that I wanted to include in the book. With mythology elements, I was very familiar with most of the gods and what they represented. I just had to get some minor points on the storyline. So it wasn't too dry for me. It was just trying to kind of polish the elements for the story. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. I did a, a very research heavy um, field of study when I was in graduate school and I had to read a bunch of like journal articles and it was just not good. Mm -hmm. um, but something like what you're talking about seems much more organic and where you can sort of see how you can fit it into your story instead of just looking at, you know, charts and graphs and mm -hmm. things that feel um, very removed from the creative process, it sounds like. Yes. So have you always wanted to be a writer? Like, is this a dream that you've had since you were a kid? Or did this sort of come on for you as you grew up? It was never a dream. I kind of just stumbled upon it. Uh, I stumbled upon this. Um, my daughter is now eight. So I she was just an infant and I was um, still kind of in the nursing stages um, with her and I would have to 
spend 20, 30 minutes several times a day just pumping milk. And I decided to be productive during those short periods of time and read. Uh, I got myself a New York Times bestseller list and I would read off books from that list. And some, some books were great and some just were not my style. I couldn't figure out why they were best-selling. So I thought to myself, I think I can write a book and it's something that I as a reader would love to read. So that's how I sat down and started writing my first book. And after the first book was published, the second storyline kind of just formed even faster in my head. I typed it up much faster. So it's more of a creative outlet for me at this point. I really enjoy the process, but it was never a dream. I enjoyed my creative writing in English. I mean, in college, I enjoy reading a lot. Um, so this is kind of, I guess, another stage of all of those things culminating together. So what kind of things do you enjoy reading? I do not discriminate. I read everything. I read biographies. I read, uh, fantasy. I read, uh, women's fiction, anything and everything. Have you read anything lately that you have fallen in love with? Lately, I've been actually doing audiobooks. Um, Yay! Because, <laughs> because I don't have time, but my commute is a, an hour long, so I generally listen while in the car. My la- latest book was American Gods. Uh, I wanted to read that book because it kind of is in the same realm as my book with the urban fantasy genre. Yes. Yes. And before that, I wanted to read some British classics. So I read uh, Pride and Prejudice. I read Emma. Um, So those are my few books, you know, for the past few months that I read. So we here at Book Bistro talk a lot about audiobooks and they are kind of a big deal for us. And yet Mm -hmm. I see so much um, kind of disparity online. People talk about, you know, are audiobooks really reading? Um, and I'm just curious, as someone who has, you know, started listening to audiobooks, do you find it to be a similar experience for you in terms of like being able to take in a story? I actually can take more of a story while listening because I, when I read and the description I got from the teacher of my uh, son, who is 10, like, uh, I'm a bulldozer reader. I just, oh. like, wow, through the, through the book. I'm very fast. And sometimes I have to go back and reread because I didn't quite comprehend what I read, just reading so fast. So with audiobooks, I can really catch little details be- that I would have missed otherwise reading myself. That makes a lot of sense. Like I always, pretty much always have a book going, whether I'm cooking or, you know, taking care of my cats, cleaning the cat box, whatever I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I almost always have some sort of book going. And so I think audiobooks make that so much more possible, Um, you know, because if you're sitting down with a book, um, you're probably not going to be cleaning the cat box or cooking a meal. 
So I'm so glad to know that audiobooks um, are kind of a helpful source of, of stories for you. Oh, have absolutely. you have you ever thought about having your own books put out in audio? I was uh, researching um, uh, getting into that. It's something that I will definitely do in the future. Uh, it's definitely a possibility. I just it's it's a tough process because I have a voice in my head. And when you listen to other people reading it, it it's tough to kind of give that up. Right. Make sure it's the right voice and the right intonation. And they kind of catch all the little details of the dialogue that you meant to, you know, to for for the book. So that's that's the only thing. It's, I guess, the giving up of the control in that sense. But it's definitely something that I'm looking into. I feel like there are such gifted audiobook narrators out there now. You know, as someone who can't see, I went through college with people reading my textbooks to me out loud Mm. on cassette. And some of that was truly horrendous. Like people would eat while they read. And so you could hear people like, chomping on their lunch um I could hear like trains going by and just all sorts of things that people were doing you know kind of in the background and I remember thinking you know it's really good that people don't have to pay for this because like this is this is terrible And I just, I look at that and then I look at the like really professionally produced audiobooks that people have access to now. And I'm just like, you know, why, why couldn't I have uh, had that in school? I know, right? Instead of these people like kind of reading to me while they eat. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank God for the audiobooks. Yes, yes. So... What do you think is coming next for you? Like, are you planning to just kind of dive right into the second book in this trilogy? Or are you taking a break for a little bit, working on something else? I already started on the second book. Um, I'm about 10,000 words into it. I just, I need to find more time and keep writing. um, Because once you take little breaks, kind of the ideas get lost and you forget. Mm -hmm. Uh, but for the second book, I actually started writing down more of a storyline that I can follow just okay. to keep the, the things moving. Um, so, yeah, the second book has already started. That is amazing. So are you a traditionally published author or did you go the indie route? I went the indie route. And how did you find that? Like I've heard kind of mixed things. Some people really love it. Some people find it difficult to kind of balance all of the aspects of like running that writing business themselves. So how does that work for you? I enjoy it. Um, uh, Like I said, the writing for me is definitely more of a creative outlet. I don't treat it as a business. Um, But there is a lot of things that I had to learn with marketing and editing and formatting uh, and uh, running advertisements. So I really enjoy that whole process of learning new things that are unfamiliar to me. Um, I was not frustrated with it at all. Uh, I'm amazed by people who put out a book every month. Uh, That's (laughs) fascinating to me how they do it. 
but I think I found the pace that I'm comfortable with. Um, and uh, I'm kind of comfortable with the social media, especially Instagram, uh, just posting and just sharing uh, the book journey and the writing journey and kind of mommyhood stories on that as well. So I enjoyed it I, and I'm, I keep enjoying it. So could you find it kind of a learning curve to figure out all of the marketing details and figuring out how to promote your book in a way that would work for you and for the stories that you want to tell? So I was lucky because when my first book was halfway done, there was an ad that popped up on my Facebook feed of a local author who was New York, who was New York Times bestselling indie author. Uh, and she held a workshop in the area and oh. she gave me or like a group of us a blueprint of how her process uh, went for her from, you know, finishing the book and finding the editor and getting the book cover and all the marketing and the little websites wh where she went and got the, the, re the, the reviews. So that made it so, so much easier. And with Facebook, I found so many groups for authors where you can get really, really helpful information about ads and publishing. And um, that really made it so easy. And there were um, Amazon ad challenges. That's where I learned about advertising, advertising on Amazon. So it, I feel like I, I've been lucky, um, you know, with the social media and finding all this information that was really helpful. I feel like social media must be really, really helpful in all of the self-promotion that authors and other artists are doing these days. I, I completely agree. And look, I, I found you. I was lucky. I found the amazing group, you know, for the readers of Urban Fantasy. Um, I think social media definitely makes things, you know, easier. I do have to say that Urban Fantasy group is probably one of my favorite book spaces. I get just a ton of awesome recommendations from those folks. Yeah, I'm so happy I found it. And I got a lot of advanced reader reviews from there. So it's, it's really great. Yes. So can you let readers know kind of how they can connect with you online if that's something that they want to do? Sure. Uh, I am on Instagram and I'm under at writing underscore mommy. Um, and uh, I'm also on Twitter, but I'm, I'm still figuring out Twitter. Uh, I'm just kind of reading all the other people's posts, but I'm at A Stasi. Uh, and I'm also on Facebook under Anya Stasi Writes. Excellent. And where can people find your new book when it's out? It will be available as an ebook on Amazon exclusively, but in print, it's available on Amazon and all the other retailers. Are you doing Kindle Unlimited or um, any other type of Amazon offers like that? I am doing Kindle Unlimited. All my books are available for Kindle Unlimited. I know so many people who love Kindle Unlimited. I just have not jumped on that. Um, 
on that train yet as far as describing. I haven't gotten into that as well. But I know so many people love it. Um, There are a few people who co-host the podcast with me who lately have like, you know, hopped right into Kindle Unlimited and have been really happy with stuff that they found there. So that's good to hear. Yeah, I I don't know, um, you know, necessarily like how many great things versus how many not great things, but I have heard really good things about the whole Kindle Unlimited thing from a few of the uh, Book Bistro Mm -hmm. co-hostesses. That's good to know. That's good to hear. Well, I want to thank you so incredibly much for taking time out of your schedule to talk with me today and to let listeners know a little bit more about you and this fantastic book you've written. I urge people to pick this up as soon as you can. It is Kingmaker's Daughter by Anya Stasi, and it will be available, according to my Goodreads feed, on Thursday, December 3rd. Is that still looking like the... Um, correct on sale date it is correct on sales date for the ebook the paperback actually was released yesterday oh (laughs) okay well thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today oh thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to really connect with you and hopefully my future readers awesome If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.